Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting to Grammy songwriting to Burning Man flames. To firefighter video games and many, many more than I could put in a verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. And many, many more than I could put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. Yes. You heard it first here. Show did. Tion Buku One, aka Mr. Generous. All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here, and I'm with Brian Haverlin, co-founder of Anomaly Productions. Uh, your booth got my attention right away. So primarily, we do a lot of like comic book stuff and you know novel stuff. And uh, when I saw it, it just immediately just grabbed my attention. So, can you kind of just tell us what you're you're doing here? So we do graphic novels, children's books, and the fun part about most of our graphic novels and children's books is they are all are augmented and have augmented reality. So where does that idea come from? What made you go, man, I want to make a children's book that can be just more than just a book? Well, the first one we did was Anomaly, which is also the longest full-color graphic novel ever done. It's this giant landscape of a book. Really? Um, and in 2010, so I, my backstory in comics is I co-created Witchblade. I really? <laughs> for Todd McFarlane. I drew Spawn for 10 years. My studio worked on Spawn for 150 issues. Uh, I've done a lot of work in the industry. In 2010, I launched my own company, Anomaly. Uh, and in the beginning, when we were doing that book, you needed to have a QR code to make the AR work, right? And we we're like, oh, that's not good. And then Euphoria came in and it could just recognize images. And I thought, okay, we're off to the races now. Let's, let's do that, because I love the idea of being able to do a book that can change over time and you can add to it. Because you know, once you have a printed book out there, it's out there. But now I can go, okay, we just updated the app. Now turn it on this page. Now the page will melt away and change to another page changing the story. Wow, so I've never really... So doing stories that they just keep adding to the, the things as well. Wow, so I never really thought about that with AR and the app and stuff. I thought it was kind of just like once you kind of design it and that's it, that's it. But you, I guess it would Anomaly be like... Anomaly has been updated I think six times. It started with 25 AR points and it has over 80. Um, really? Um, so they continue to grow, which I think is really... I think it's great for the consumer, and it's you know it's it's a fun experience that way. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and now knowing that like your product can always live on, that's even more yeah. exciting, right? Because in theory, you can kind of even change things, right? Yeah. So I am curious, uh, since you know you come from comics, are there any comics that you're interested in seeing using the technology of AR? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, well, we have like I mean it, it depends on the books. So with my current titles out at Image right now is Hell Cop. Um, that's yours. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so exciting. So, Hellcop, the Marked before that, and we're going to do another Marked Halloween special that will have some of the stuff. And we also do old school VR, so we do red, blue glass stuff that I developed as well. Really? Yeah, so that's oh always, so old school without having the, the phone or the, the tablet, right, you know? Right, just straight up, just old. Dude, that's so awesome. Well, I'm super glad I stopped by this and just saw this. Uh, where can my audience find your products? Uh, we got them over at... Anomaly Productions, so experienceanomaly.com. There's a store there too. Okay. And you can even buy signed uh, books as well there. Really? Wow, man. You know what's so funny is that I actually just found my copy of Witchblade, the first one, and I was like, man, if I would have known that, I would have brought it. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much yeah, for taking bet. the time. I really appreciate it. And do you have any social media or anything like that? Uh, experience Melba, if they want to follow me and my stuff, Brian Haberlin Official at Instagram is the one I usually update the most with cool art and stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So, Uncle Dad here, just walking around the expo by myself. Uh, for XR or AWEXR 2022 in Santa Clara. Uh, Mike will be joining me later on in this episode, but I just wanted to kind of chat real quick and let everybody know that I am here, just kind of having a good time. I think learning about VR, XR is very fascinating to me. I think what is interesting, you don't, you don't know who is a part of it. And what I didn't expect, I didn't expect to meet the co-creator of Witchblade, so that was incredible. Very nice guy. Now we got a whole lot of show to go and capture, so I'm going to be on my way, and I hopefully will have some 
more interviews for you guys. And uh, we can't wait to have Mike. Thank you, guys. This episode is proudly sponsored by Clandestine Brewing, located in San Jose at 980 South 1st Street, Suite B, 95110. Go grab yourself some of the best beer in town and tell them Uncle Dad sent you. All right, everybody, Uncle Dad here, and I am with Ragu of the CEO, sorry, the CEO of Conquest Swiss, Conquest Systems. One thing you're going to learn about me is I butcher names all the time, so I apologize about that. But uh, I was very intrigued about immersive audio. I just recently did GDC, and that was a big conversation piece of is immersive audio. But I didn't really see immersive audio in VR. So this is incredibly exciting. So please just tell us a little more about why you're here and what you're doing. Sure. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Um, what we do at Conquest is basically focus on how to improve the spatial audio experience for VR users. And our focus really is on the VR enthusiasts, people who play VR regularly and who are into gaming and really serious about having the best VR experience possible. Now what made you want to dive into that market? Because I feel like it's such a very small market and it's exciting to see people like yourself kind of go, you know, let's elevate audio for, for VR users. So, um, so actually I, I will uh, answer that in two parts. First, the reason we got into it was because we ourselves are VR software developers. We have another company that does VR software. And in the process, we learned and felt that the audio is very uh, compromised with the latest VR headsets because they use these very small transducers, which are convenient, but they actually don't give the sense of real immersion that you want in an experience. So that's what inspired us. And then we said, if you're going to do it, let's just do it really well. And that's what we've come out with. Um, but what we found is it's really not that small of a market. Because if you think about it, all the 10, 12 million Quest 2 headsets out there have the same problem, where people have pretty average audio. And, uh, and so we're excited. We hope to make a lot of people happy. So now, does it just clip onto your headset? Like, it's, 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 let's explain the actual product. Sure, sure. Yeah, so these are uh, non-powered. That means you don't need to separately charge them. They run off of the 3.5 jack, which comes standard in a Quest uh, 1 or a Quest 2 headset. And um, the, the design is such that you don't need any screwdriver or screws. They actually just clip on to the side of the straps. And they work with the regular strap, the elite strap, the elite strap with battery, all the different combinations. They work with it and they're fully adjustable. Five different adjustments so it fits on every head, on every type of ear, ear uh, shape. Wow, so what I, what I think is exciting about it is that it's so, it, it's, it's, he was telling me it's very lightweight. Yeah. And I think that's huge because like I, I use my Beats headset when I play VR and it's like, but it's you know bulky, it's heavy. Uh, was there a challenge in making it lightweight like that? So yeah, the challenge and our focus is big on comfort. Sound is very big and I'll talk about the driver, but it's also very big on comfort. So what we did in terms of design, see you still need some basic components, right? You can't avoid the driver and the magnets and some things. The design is such that the center of gravity is towards the back. So what happens is when you put these on, it's actually lifting the VR headset slightly off of your nose and actually making it less painful than what it is by default. So overall, there's weight added, but the weight is evenly coming down on your head. Similar to how when you put a battery pack in the back, it actually doesn't hurt, it actually makes the whole thing feel better. It's a similar effect. Wow, that's, that's such a genius concept though, really, because I, I think, I, one of my biggest problems, kind of what we said about comfort, is like that's such a huge issue for me when I use a headset, it's just like, ugh. But that sounds comfortable, so that's exciting. Now let's talk about the sound. Sure, sure. So, Obviously, what we're doing, headphones, sound is number one. Um, we actually researched and understood the frequency response curve that you need to hit for immersive content. There's papers written about this stuff. And we created our own custom driver, which is the speaker, to match the frequency response curve that's required. It's actually called the Harman curve. Um, and that's what makes the sound so appropriate for immersive experiences. Plus, we said, we don't want this to be painful. So it shouldn't be not the typical headphone what's pressing down on your ears. So if you notice and try our headphones, you'll see that they sit very light on the ears. But still, the sound is great. How do we do that? Well, we have an audio adapt technology such that without 
having a perfect seal on your ear, you still have fantastic frequency response and fantastic bass. So that's that's about the audio. Wow. So now, I'm sorry. One, I'm sorry. One more thing about the audio. To prove how good it is, we actually got high-res certification, which is done by the Japan Audio Society. It's a Sony-sponsored uh, consortium that basically rates the audio of your headphones, and we're high-res certified. And if you check out high-res, it's only very high-end headphones who go for this. That's awesome. Now, so when this is not out to market yet, correct? It's not out to market yet. It will be later this summer. You'll, we'll, have, we'll be announcing the ship date and the pricing and everything. We're super excited, yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome, yeah. I'm super excited to, to try it out. I'm super excited to, to probably pick one up myself because I think my VR headset is lack. I play a lot of horror experiences. Horror? And I, yes. Oh, man, it's perfect e Exactly, exactly, because you need that sense of like, what's behind me? What is that, what is that ambiance? you play In Death Unchained? Have you played? No, I have not. Oh, it's a fantastic game. Okay, it's zombies and the whole mission is a, a bow and arrow. And you can literally hear, with our headphones, you can hear the zombies' feet scraping on the ground at a distance so you can react quicker and then, you know, start shooting them before as opposed to without. Yeah. That's crazy exciting. Okay, I can't wait to check it. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, before I forget, is, is there any, any way my audience can get a, like, look you up or look online? or What's your social medias? Our website is conquestvr.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Conquest VR, C-O-N-Q-U-E-S-T-V-R. That's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of the show. Pleasure talking to you. Yeah, take care. All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here, and I'm here with the co-founder of StorySpark, Alex. Alex, your merchandise or product caught my attention ASAP. I love, we're all about pop culture here, and then when we when I see pop culture anywhere, I get very excited, especially somewhere where I don't think you expect it too much. And uh, can we just learn a little bit about your uh, your clothing line here? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm, you know, I'm honored to, to be on your podcast here. And um, yeah, so um, so Story Spark is um, a graphic t-shirt brand. So where I have everything is, um, is inspired by technology, pop culture, and art. And um, you know, we basically just wanted to create like unique designs that can connect and resonate with other with others, whether they're into engineering or technology or just into anything that's as uh, fun and kind of like, like cool, right? So, with your uh, your line here, did, did you always wanted to make make shirts, or how did that kind of happen? No, I, well, my background's in graphic design, and and I did like a lot of like uh, like screen-based designs for like websites and such for a long time. Um, I worked with ad agencies, and then I kind of just wanted to do something that's a little more tactile and has like more direct impact to people. So I just created like just some like, um, like unique graphics, and then just kind of like applied them. And just happened to be like shirts were like a like a nice conduit for for uh, communicating the the message, you know. And then just having fun and. You know. Yeah, and I think that's what I like about them because when I walked by, they seem very fun. <clears throat> they connect that world of tech through pop culture, and I think that's amazing. Like, I love the Godzilla one there. You know, it's a lot of fun with the VR heads, especially here, right? Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun seeing that. Um, you do stickers here, I too, I see as well. Is there like any sort of, um, do your stickers or shirts have like any AR element at all or no? Um, well, actually, it was really funny because like, uh, like my booth mate over here at Diberium, you know, we just met and we were doing like a, like a quick collaboration here where like if anyone wants to like buy a shirt, you know, he's able to actually activate it with AR. Really? And he um, can like, because like each of my shirts has their own concept or story. So, so he could activate it in which like you just take a picture of it and then the story would actually pop up. So, but that, that was just like totally spontaneous and random, had no idea. So that's what's so awesome about being here at, at AWE. Yeah, for sure. I think that's like a great way you're putting it, the story of everybody. Like everybody has their own story in their booth and it's great. Um, so where can my audience find more of your product or can they buy your product online as well? Yeah, for sure. You just uh, visit storyspark.com, you know, or, or follow us on Instagram or Facebook uh, at storyspark. And uh, but yeah. Awesome, man. Well, Alex, thank you so much. Alex, yeah, I was going to call you somebody else. Sorry. <laughs> Alex, uh, okay. thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me. I really appreciate it. Um, again, I love your shirts. I, I really hope I, I wish you nothing but success. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, take care. All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here with A-Man, the, the CEO of Fungusaurus. Uh, so fun fact uh, to my audience, if you guys remember, I brought up 
seeing these mushroom-looking dinosaurs. Well, that's who's here, is Fungosaurus, and I, it's like very serendipitous that it all kind of fell in together right now. So I'm very excited to talk to you about this. Good to see you, man. Yeah, so please uh, tell us a little bit about what a Fungosaurus is. Yeah, so there are little dinosaur-mushroom hybrid creatures uh, created in a lab, got out somehow, they spore, and wherever they land, they start growing, and then they get bigger and bigger and bigger. While they're really small babies, they need help from kids to take them to a place where they can thrive. So we created a little virtual pet game to bring the toys to life in augmented reality. That's, that's so awesome. So right away, I want to talk about the character design. Did you design the character itself? Yeah, I'm a sculptor at Nickelodeon right now. I worked uh, for a lot of these animated studios. So my forte has always been creating appealing character sculpts. So I wanted to make my own line, and these shapes really appeal to me. I, I love it, man. I think... Um, and I hope this doesn't sound off-putting, but like the shape of a mushroom is very, because they're so unique. They are. And they come in all sorts of ways. And, and seeing somebody come up with the idea of creating like a dinosaur animal through a mushroom, I think it's like one of the most genius ideas out there. Thank so I, I really can't tell you enough how much I love it. So when we talk about the actual use of the, uh, the figure, what exactly is the, is the player doing? So if you want, I can give you a little demo. Uh, hard to see, but the, basically what happens is you're lining up an outline of the character and to the toy, and then the toy comes alive. Then you can interact with it with tap and swipe and hold interactions, and each character kind of triggers different um, you know, animations. And you can feed them, so there's like a little virtual pet component to it, and you can just take care of them and you know, put them in your house somewhere where they can thrive, and just go check, on, check up on them, kind of like a Tamagotchi, but for the new generation. Right, right, yeah. So you had made a quick comment about being like the next generation Skyliners. It's funny you say that, because that's kind of what I thought of at first was like, that kind of like aesthetic to it, but it's more pleasing to the eye, I think. It's, uh, yeah, I love it. I can't tell you how much I love this product. I just super love it. And like, if I could have a statue and put it in my house next to my, all my other mushroom stuff, oh man, <laughs> that would just be a dream come true. So where can our audience uh, learn more about your product or buy your product? So you can follow us on Fungusaurs and Instagram, or you can follow fungusaurs.com. And uh, the toys are available right now. We're in 75 local mom and pop stores so far trying to expand our distribution and yeah basically you can see me at the various shows that I do or go to online and get our toys and thank you for the support that's that's awesome and really quickly do you have a favorite dinosaur yeah my favorite is that one the parasaurolophus like with the big duck build kind of head at the top and I even got a tattoo of him right here oh my so. god that tattoo is amazing thank you, i love it God, it's, I'm, I'm a genius. It's genius. Thank, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I really hope my uh, Uncle Dad family, please go out there and support this project. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Cheers, man. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right. Mike, let's walk this way here. Uh, I'm actually back with Mike. Mike is here with me finally. Hi, Mike is on the mic. Mike is on the mic. Uh, he has his shirt off. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, everyone's looking. <laughs> yeah, everyone's looking indeed. Yeah, let's and, go this way. And looking in sheer fright. I don't know if that's fright I would use, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, Mike, we're here at AWE together finally. Uh, let's hear your thoughts so far of what you've seen. Well, I see a lot of really cool stuff. I see stuff that... I saw in the movies a hundred years ago, isn't it? Crazy? And now it's really happen. It's really here and it's really happening. It's uh, it's so crazy to think about, right? Like that we have like Minority Report type technology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of this is over my head, but man, it looks cool. Like that. This is where we're, we've come as a as as humans. As humans, right? But yeah. is, it, is it too much? That's the question. Well, it's either too much or it's not enough. It's kind of, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. <laughs> There's no in-between. There's no in-between. <laughs> yeah. um, but as we walk, uh, we walk past, the, that's the AR comic I was talking to you about. Oh, cool. Well, let's stop by again, say hi. Uh, the co-curator of uh, Witchblade. Yes, nice. Do you know him personally or no? Uh, I, no, uh -huh. I, I don't. Uh, that one got by me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, as we make our way down, we're actually walking to the, the playground. And at the playground, it's pretty exciting because we're gonna, Mike's gonna kick off our, his experience with something that's very passionate to you, and that's Burning Man. That's right. Now, you've done this Burning Man VR experience before, correct? I have, yes. What, um, what is your thoughts on it? Norman? Yeah, so when, when, um, what? Uh, <laughs> when, on, reel when, it in, sir, reel it in. Um, <laughs> when Burning Man was obviously canceled because of COVID, right. Um, Someone had already been creating this kind of virtual reality 
Burning Man experience in alt space. And so um, it, it was kind of already in the works. And they released it to, uh, for everyone to kind of experience Burning Man because there was no Burning Man. Right, right, and right. It, it really had the feel of, of being at the burn because you're, you're, you're able to talk to people, people from all over the world. You can kind of wander around and find, find little portals to take you different places, which kind of is like at Burning Man. So it was a, it was a legit experience. Awesome, man. Well, I'm excited for you to talk to one of the developers behind it. Her name's Athena, which is a beautiful name, by the way. It's Athena? Athena. Athena. Yes. And uh, not only did they make the VR, the, the BlackRock VR, but they also did the Breonna Taylor VR. The what? Breonna Taylor, right? Is that her oh, name? yes, Breonna Taylor. Breonna yeah. Taylor, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, they did her VR experience as well. Yeah. So. Let's get you all locked in. Let's talk about VR. Let's talk about Burning Man and uh, Mike. Oh, I could talk about Burning Man. Oh, I know you can. <laughs> I know you I can. I find a way to wedge it in every conversation I have. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that's like if you think about our show, right? There's always like five themes, yes. and one of that's one of them, right? <laughs> so, I know. Yeah, shame sure. on me. Yeah, shame, shame, shame. It's a good thing I'm not into CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Or actually. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike. Let's go make our way, and we'll be right back, everybody. All right, so here we are on the in the playgrounds, and I'm talking to the folks at Big Rock Creative. Uh, Athena. Yes, I am Athena Demos, the Demos. CEO of Big Rock Creative. Hello, and I'm Doug Jacobson, the co-founder of Big Rock Creative. Athena and Doug. Well, it's nice to meet you guys. I'm a I'm a longtime burner myself. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the 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 alt space. Um, Burning Man experience. Uh, I was telling Uncle Dad here that not going to Burning Man and then having that, it did really feel like a sliver of Burning Man because you're running around, meeting people from all over the world, you can talk to them, there's art installations you can interact with, you can take a portal to somewhere totally crazy and different, which can also happen at Burning Man, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a project that had already been started before COVID, right? Like that was being created. Kind of. Yeah. So there was a digital version of the playa that was made after the 2014 Burning Man. It was done by uh, this guy, Greg Edwards, who went to Burning Man for the very first time in 2014. And you know what happens when you go to Burning Man for the very first time. You're yeah. just like, oh my God, I have to. And yeah. he was already working in the mobile VR space. And so he just did what he knew, he did his art. And so he created a digital version, but it was single user in the Google Cardboard, and um, it was more of an archival tool. He showed it to me uh, December of 2014, and that was my first time putting my face in VR, and again, Google Cardboard. And I was blown away. And, and then I was the regional contact for Burning Man in Los Angeles at that time. So I started contacting everyone in the Burning Man office. We have to come up there, we have to show it to you. This is amazing, you have to see it. So in like June or July of 2015, we went up to San Francisco and showed it to the entire board. Everybody was there. We got to show it to Larry and Marion and Danger Ranger and Raspa and like everybody. We just passed oh. the handsets around and it was amazing. And they loved it, but they didn't get it. It had no immediacy. Right. There was no need for it. And it was an archival tool. They were like, yeah, well we got photographs. You know, they're more accessible. So they didn't say no, don't develop it, but they said, we don't get it. So then it just went on a hard drive, top shelf of Greg's closet, and you fast forward to 2020, and the pandemic is hitting, and Doug wanted to have a birthday party, and um, we were all celebrating kind of big birthdays in 2020, and he couldn't. So he contacted our friend Greg and was like, hey, I want to do this thing in VR, what do you got? Oh, um, yeah. There was a uh, photogrammic space in Altspace, and I realized, wow, you can put photogrammic spaces. I know a guy with a uh, with a Matterport camera. I'll bet he's got an old scan of some ha something laying around. So I called him up and said, hey, do you have an, a scan I could borrow just to test? And he said, yeah, yeah, sure. And said, oh, and see if you can upload this old Burning Man file I got too, you know, kind of thing. You know? So I. Uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, all right, whatever. So I upload the Burning Man thing, and then he and I are standing on the playa together, and that was just was like, you know, it was a little poly, and you know, whatever, they need a lot of work, but we're like, wow, uh, finally, a use case. We're standing together on the playa. We're having a moment together. 
And then Burning Man got canceled the week after that. And uh, we're like, well, let, let's keep working on this. So it just was a rocket ship forward after that. And then, um, and then, uh, then after Burning Man, people started asking us to do uh, experiences and events for them. And we're like, well, we should just keep doing, you know, Greg went on to do other things, but Athena are like, we'll just keep going. So it's been like, that was like two years ago. And now we're, now we're here. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Brianna's Garden over here, uh, which uh, I hear we won the Augie last night. We did win the Augie oh, yeah, last night. I'm just kidding, night. I was there. And then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, positive uh, confirmation, affirmation, right? Yeah, right, yes. And then, uh, Bur uh, and then we, we still have our Burning Man experience, and we're getting even more excited about how can we keep pushing the boundaries of a virtual playa? How can the virtual playa be its own thing and link to Burning Man, but also be its own widget? go off in its own direction, have its own art. Uh, so this year is the first time Burning Man's happening while we have BRCBR, so we're exploring all the different ways we can be part of Burning Man, link to Burning Man, show videos of Burning Man, but also be our own thing. Uh, one of the things I thought was cool was uh, in, in, the, in the virtual burn was that there was some places that were actually replicated of actual camps and, and, yeah. and art, like there was the, um, the pyramid, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, please. Playa Alchemist. Alchemist. Thank you, Playa Alchemist. I, I knew that, I was just seeing if Which, you guys knew. Which, by the way, it's a funny story about Playa Alchemist. Yes. Um, when, when I picked Altspace to do all this on, I had no idea of the history of Altspace. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out, uh, Katie, who ran Altspace, is a burner. Alex, who is the head of the whole division, is a burner. Playa Alchemy is their camp. Uh, okay. No, and so, and, and then Altspace was sort of purchased in a tent at Burning Man when it was in 2015? Is that right? 2016. So there's all this history with Burning Man and Altspace that I had no idea about, but it was very synergistic. Wow. Um, we the community standards of Altspace are based on the 10 principles of Burning Man. Is that right? And so when we started doing this, we like, we got to have some of the stuff. We don't know what's new this year, but we got to go back and get some of our favorites. We, we did El Puepo Mechanico. We did uh, Pink Heart. We yeah. did some. The Museum of the Man and the Temple Museum. The, right. That, we, the we Museum of the Man. We have all the man bases, all the yes. temple bases. Yeah, uh, that was great. But I, I was, where I was going with the Play Alchemist was that you could go in there and, and they'd have uh, a screen with the DJ live streaming from somewhere else. So I would imagine with what you were just talking about that this year you could be in the virtual burn and maybe watch someone who's actually playing music cool. or doing performance art or, or you know, fire spinning or whatever it is in the virtual space, right? I mean, my, my dream future trip for where we're going with the virtual and the physical is that we will anchor the digital to the physical and yeah. you'll be able to walk around the physical play. You know, we can only have 80,000 people there, period. That's like the end all be all cutoff. Yeah. We're never going to have more. They would have to change all the roads and the emergency services and it's just not happening. The infrastructure that it would take just to increase the population of this event. Right. So there's three million people globally that want to go to the event. And for whatever reason, it's difficult to get a ticket it's uh, accessibility, uh, the visa to get into the United States for some people is very difficult. The money just to come to the event, the carbon footprint of getting everyone to the event. It's during the school year, there's students, there's you know, uh, teachers. So there's a lot of reasons why people can't go. So being able to anchor it digitally and physically, you can then enter the digital playa and people on playa could put on AR glasses like a HoloLens or a Magic Leap, and as they're walking around, they'll see all the digital burners. And you'll be able to go to Steampunk Saloon and sit down and get yourself a, a cocktail and sit down, and, and then there's a digital burner sitting right next to you, and you can strike up a conversation just like you were all together. And then wow. three million burners can be together on the playa, digitally and physically. Yeah, I, I love that that's, that's where it's going. And I also love, like, I don't know, I, I would think that this helped bridge those two worlds, right? Because it felt, it all, I don't know, it felt like maybe that stuff was kind of counter to the Burning Man culture in some way, but it really is not. Yeah. Like it's, it's all, and here, here we are bridging it. Now my question is, how are you going to keep the dust out of all of the equipment out there? We're not keeping the dust out of all of the equipment. <laughs> the equipment is going to have to learn to evolve right. to be one with the dust. As we all do out there, <laughs> right? <laughs> We've had a lot of conversations about like what kind of equipment 
we can, you know, we, I've shot Burning Man for like 16 years. I did a documentary called Journey of the Flames. Uh, uh, and I've shot a lot out there, but taking more and more equipment out there, it's like, this camera's gonna get destroyed yeah. in one second. Like it has no dust protection whatsoever. So, um, so we're trying to figure that out. Uh, the playa will destroy everything. So you just have to be zen with it. And okay, so for those that are going to Burning Man, you mentioned something to me before we got on about having an experience of some sort at the artery, which yeah. is, for those that don't know, the artery is where uh, artists go to get basically checked in and what they need to get their art put out on the playa. But it's also where people who are, 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 are can come and find out about the art and where it is and, and stuff. So what, what will be there at the artery? So we're taking a project that we came up with called Within the Window. It's the place where the digital and the physical worlds meet. It is that metaversal space mm. where a physical person and a digital person can come together and have a conversation and learn about each other and connect. So it is a uh, screen that will be at the artery. And while you're there, you can look into it and what you will see is the digital space that's behind it in the physical space. So you'll look like you're walk looking straight through. And if an uh, avatar walks up to the screen in the digital space, uh, you'll see them. And if you start talking to them, they can hear you, you can hear them, and you'll be able to have a conversation. So say like, you know, God forbid you don't make it to the playa, um, but you wanna have a conversation with me. And we're like, well, like two o'clock on Thursday, I'll meet you at the artery. You go to the digital artery, I go to the physical artery. We hang out at the screen and we can have that connected exchange. That's incredible. That's where we're at. That's that's an experiment this year, but where yeah. it's going in the future is that we'll put on glasses and then we'll see an avatar here and we'll just walk up and talk to them. That's yeah. that's they have this now, but we it's a bridge too far this year. Yeah. Uh, maybe give us a year or two. So they've made these spatial anchor things, and so there's there's a, there's a future I could see happening pretty trippy. That would be fun. Yeah. I mean, every year I, I've gone, I'm sure for you too, it's on some point, you go to Burning Man, you see something you've never seen before, it blows your mind. Like I didn't, I, you know, like the first time I ever saw the drones, the drones like doing their right. synchronicity music show, like was at Burning Man and blew my mind. And, and so now here we are talking about another step of that. So you guys are doing great work. Um, and you mentioned, I just want to touch on it too, because I, there's a place in my heart for it. You have the Brianna Taylor experience. What, so what? What are you guys doing with that exactly? What's that? Uh, so the Brianna's Garden was yeah. a con concept by Lady Phoenix of Yes Universe, and she created the AR app. She collaborated with uh, Microsoft who brought us in to create a, an immersive experience. It's, it's a little bit inspired by the AR app, but it is very much its own thing, its own immersive experience. Uh, and so this is what we have here. And we won the Augie last night for it. Uh, but Augie. it is, uh, you start out in the experience in sort of an informational world, and then you go into a portal that takes you to the family home where you will see uh, memorabilia and honorings and paintings and beautiful things about Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. um, her nursing uh, diploma, which she was working on and was just a couple months away from getting when she was murdered. Mm -hmm. And then, from there, you go into the garden. And when you're in the garden, there'll be other uh, moderators and hosts there. So there's other people and avatars there to greet you, to make sure that, you're, that you understand the functionality of the platform and what to do in the world. We have stepping stones that you step upon. And when you stand on them, you'll hear audio from family and friends and uh, just uh, people that felt really drawn and connected to the experience. And then within all of that, there are volumetric captures of her mother, her fiance, and her sister telling stories about Brianna and who she was as a woman, as a healer, as a person who loved caring for people. And it connects you to her. So it's not just the trauma in the newspapers, right. but it's this connective of who she was as a human being. And that's the Brianna Taylor that we need to remember. Yeah, I think a lot of times we just, we, you know, you, I watched some TV special on it and told what happened and you read the stories and you get kind of sensationalized. It's just another headline. You don't really get to dive into it in this, 
like you're explaining in this way, and oh wow, I, I can feel the heaviness in my heart. And just you know, because you because it. when you watch them as news reports, they they become a number. But what what's going on here is you're learning about the human and the people behind that person. You're like, oh my God, she's a real person. She has real heart dreams, you know. And you're you're sort of you're 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 getting immersed into her life a little bit and becoming a little peek into the family. And you're like, oh my God, this is devastating. And uh, it's a different effect than a quick news report about the situation. Yeah. So. Well, good work, good work, you guys. So. Um, where can people look at, look you up, find you, if they're going on their headset? What? Uh, so uh, pretty much everything we've created is on the Altspace platform. It's a free platform that anybody can join from PC, Mac, there's two things, PC, Mac, and VR headset. Sometimes they say PC, Mac, and they're like, what's a PC, Mac? <laughs> I was like, oh, that so, would be a nice interoperable thing that will exist maybe sometime in the future, I'm but sure. probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So, Who knows? Maybe a Burning can, Man. Whatever, whatever you have. Just brought almost any piece of equipment that you can get onto um, into VR. You can you can use Mac is the unusual thing. They created the Mac client for BRCVR so that we can be more inclusive. Especially since the entire Burning Man office, all the artists and all the DJs are all on Macs. That in order to get them to participate, we needed a platform to work that way, and they did it. They made it happen because they're burners and they understood the importance of it. And, and now it's like probably a third of the people on the platform are all on Mac because it's the only VR that Mac users have. So you can go to altvr.com mm -hmm. and click on the get download and download whatever version you need for whatever hardware you're using and, uh, and set up an account and you're in. And then you could come hang with us. If you go to brcvr.org, blackrockcityvirtualreality.org, just the letters, brcvr, um, you can sign up on our email list and we'll let you know about all the events going on. Uh, starting at the end of June, I'm going to start teaching newbie orientations. So people that are going to physical Burning Man that maybe don't know the city layout or where things are, can join me in VR mm. and I'll show you where all the ranger stations are, where you're going to buy ice, where the, the man in the city and how it's laid out, how the streets and all that stuff and what you need to take with you and we'll have veterans there to give you some tips and tricks about um, the cleanest uh, bathroom where to find the cleanest bathrooms where to find the cleanest bathrooms <laughs> in your own RV right um, where to uh, just like all those things yes newbie orientation love it um, and then teaching about the principles some more uh, and then we're going to have our Friday night parties just ways of people to get together and have a good time yeah Right on. Well, sweet. I love it. Uh, Athena and Doug, thanks yeah, so thank much. Thank you so much. Um, and I'll, I'll probably see you guys on the playa, I'm sure. See you on the playa. Yes. I'll see you on the playa. Bye-bye. All right, Uncle Dad here with David, of the founder of Proto, Proto. Hologram. Yeah, David Nussbaum, founder and CEO of Proto. So we just did it, and it is a phenomenal piece of technology. Thank you. Please tell us kind of where does this idea come from? Well, the idea comes from, I used to run one of the world's largest hologram entertainment companies. Wow. We were known for bringing all the dead musicians back to posthumously perform. But my background, I'm, I'm a former podcaster. I did 250 celebrity interview episodes. Whoa. From my old, when I was living in Hollywood, I would say, hey, you want to be on my podcast? It's like literally the least creepy way to invite people up and lure them up into your living room. Very strange. <laughs> very, very. <laughs> so I took my passion for broadcasting and communications with my experience in creating holograms. And I said, well, what if we could, instead of bringing back the dead, what if we could use it to broadcast the living? Wow. And so that's sort of where the idea of Proto was born. So I keep making this reference, and please tell me if you agree with it. It reminds me a lot of Mike TV from Willy Wonka. Absolutely. Okay. In fact, the small one that we've got is our little Wonka Vision version one. of that. Yeah, <laughs> that is the one. Uh, I started saying it's it's like Mike TV, it's like Wonka Vision, and then wouldn't you know it? I get an email a couple of months ago from Paris, the actor who played Mike TV in the original film. Charlie and Chocolate Factory, he says, I'm the guy you keep talking about. What? He, yes, so now I know, I know Mike TV. Whoa. So isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, so, so this is what's so great about this. I went from saying, hey, you want to be on my podcast, to saying, hey, you want to be a hologram? Oh, man. And it's the transition has been a, a remarkable. That's 
Oh, that's, that's incredible. Uh, we just wanted to kind of really learn a little bit about it. We know you're, you're strapped for time, but maybe one day if you have time, we'd love to have you back on the show and learn more about you. Yeah, and, anytime and, you want. Yeah. Um, I love podcasts. I support podcasts. I listen to them. I'm a former podcaster. Anything I can do to support the industry, you can always count on me to do it. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles, so if you wanted to come in and do something in our showroom. Totally good. Or we could do a... However, you know, I don't know if you do it remotely, whatever, but yeah. yeah. Real quick, a quick question before you go. Were you the ones that were responsible for the Tupac hologram? Yeah, so in 2012, when I saw Tupac rise from the stage of Coachella, I said, well, this is cool. I, I, um, I started going online. I go, where can I buy my tickets to see Tupac perform? Nowhere. It was, it was a one-off. I was like, what? What are, what are these people doing with this technology? It's the most amazing technology. So I found out who did it. My old company that I was running, we bought the patents that were used to put Tupac on stage, and then we just started bringing back all of these amazing, Whitney Houston, Liberace, wow. Billie Holiday, you know, and then, uh, and, and then one by one, they would, you know, materialize Jenny Rivera. I even did a hologram of Ronald Reagan. Very strange, Whoa. but if you go to his library in Simi Valley, you're, Reagan walks out and he's like, hello, I'm Ronald Reagan. And it's a hologram. <laughs> it's the awesome. craziest thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so, no, I didn't do Tupac, but I've pretty much done like 80% of the stuff that happened after wow. Tupac. And I've put all my bringing dead people back thing uh, to fully dedicate myself in connecting the living at this point. Wow. You are the real life VR or hologram uh, Willy Wonka. I am, yes, I'm just like Willy Wonka. <laughs> I love yes. just like Willy Wonka, 110%. What, 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 uh, uh, David Wonka. David Wonka, yes. there we go, Mr. David Wonka. <laughs> well, thank you so much, David. I really appreciate your time, and thank you so much yeah. for being on the show. This is great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, so right now, Mike is getting suited and booted to try We Art. Uh, Mike looks like a little robot man. He has uh, some big things on his fingers. Mike is going to be touching some stuff. He's looking around. You can see his hand open and close. Uh, Mike is using, looks like a Quest 2, so it's pretty interesting. So he's actually touching objects. Um, so can we chat real quick? Is that okay? Awesome. So it's now, uh, you can uh, push the buttons, and now you can feel, well, uh, go, go over it. Open the ends normally, don't worry. So right now he can feel the heat? It, he's feeling the heat. And then if you go to the cold one, then he can get some restoration. Wow. That's cold. Mike, and, and if you move from uh, hot to cold, you can see that quite, quite quickly it adapts. Wow. So what is, what is doing that? The finger, the haptics on the finger? Yes, it's now feeling uh, a pressure. So when you contact objects, you feel pressure on your fingers. Wow. You can feel the texture. Right now it is feeling the, uh, the stone uh, sliding against the metal. And then you can feel that little vibration that you typically have. Wow. Uh, it's, it's feeling the touch in the bottom. And if you, if you turn to, to the there, you can see more. Yes. Marble. You can touch now the marble. And he can feel the texture? Yes. Wow. He's feeling the texture now. And if you press a little bit with the end, you can feel the different pressure. Wow. That's going to be a game changer for VR. Yes. I, we think uh, this is what is needed to make it really immersive. Yeah. And, and uh, to make the interaction better. There's no reason for using the controllers. Right. If you think about it, you know, the controllers are because that's the available technology. Right, right. But if you design it from scratch, why don't you use your hands to interact with the world? Wow. Now, so that's what we are trying to do. Is this something that anybody can pick up right now or no? Yes. Oh, this is wow. available for, uh, for sale. Uh, we target mainly B2B. B uh, wow. So training. Uh, in medical, industrial training, or even for sales. If you have a product, you have a product configurator in VR, yeah. why can't you just pick a different material, put it on the, on the configurator, and then, and then touch it? Wow, that's insane. This is something amazing. Yes. Wow, thank you for showing this with us. Um, where can our audience pick this up or learn more about it? Uh, they can learn from our website okay. at uh, weart.it. Okay. 
there is a form there they, where they can request the product and have a chat with us for their use case and see which is the best solution for them. Awesome. Guys, you got to check this out because Mike's face is like blown right now. Mike, tell me. I, yeah, I, I've never experienced anything like that. That's why. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you look, you look like you just had the craziest night. <laughs> it was a wild night. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that was We Art. Uh, Mike, we'll have to check in about that a little later. Yeah, it's what? wild because, you know, I'm touching the, the hot and it, it literally feels like you feel my the hand heat. is hot. Wow. And then the cool immediately cools off. There's like a, I don't know, kind of a leather. It feels like the little, what your fingers would feel like if you run it across like a texturized leather. Yeah. The balls move. It's just, it's wild. Yeah. Wow. Next level. Gaming would change, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, that was We Art. Uh, Mike seems he'd like he approves it, so definitely go check out We Art. All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here, and I'm with two very distinguished gentlemen, um, uh, Kevin and Seraphine of XCOM Labs. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Very good, thank you. Thank you for coming to see our demo. Yeah, so right now our co-host uh, Mike is on there. Uh, what, can you kind of describe what he's doing here? Like what his whole setup and what's going on with him right now? So we have a full immersion system where the users actually jump into a VR experience. But it's not only VR because every single element on the VR experience is mapped to a physical element. So really? when they see the sun come out, they actually heaters turn on and they can actually feel the warmth of the sun. Wow, so that's why I see like these, these heaters up here, right? Yes. Like, so that's, they're yes. getting that representation. That's correct, that's correct. Wow, how, yes. how does that, how do you make that happen? Like what is all the, what does it take to make that happen? Well, all the coordination of this system is provided by our partner. What we provide is actually the capabilities of making all that wireless. Wow. So everything these users see today, everything that user is experiencing is not actually running on the headsets. They're actually running on servers somewhere else. Wow. Yes. So it's being streamed or projected? It's a stream. Stream. It's a stream. Wow. Yes. How so, did, what is that? Wow, I just like, yes. the processing power on that must be insane. Uh, the processing power needs to be very high, but also the wireless channel needs to be near perfect. Wow, and so how do you achieve that? Uh, we deploy a 60 gigahertz system, which uh, we design. Wow. And the magic of this system is that it all centrally controlled. So at any given time, the system knows which one of the access point to use to deliver the information to the user in the best possible way. Wow, that's insane. So now where does this idea come from? Like what made you guys go, let's make a, something so involved? So uh, our chairman and CEO was the previous chairman and CEO of Qualcomm. Wow. And so when he started this company, uh, he had the vision for taking the most extreme use cases and pushing the boundaries of what 5G uh, was gonna come. And so all of this wireless system design was from these brilliant uh, folks like Serafin to design it from the ground up to so make sure there was the highest throughput and the lowest latency so we could deliver an area where multiple users could all collaborate in the same area uh, flawlessly with no lag and and no motion sickness uh, whatsoever. Wow, so that means like the future potential could just be endless in like experiences. You think about the use cases where yeah. there's anywhere that uh, teams want to collaborate, yeah. um, you know, things like military training, things like uh, retail training, all kinds of training environments, right. uh, of course location-based entertainment where you have teams of people going through an experience uh, very similar to this. We're working with partners uh, like The Void uh, to bring that to market. And uh, yes, yeah, so there's endless use cases of, of where people can actually collaborate virtually and in the same area. Wow, that's that's you guys are blowing my mind right now because like I'm a big gamer, and so I think of gaming experiences first for me, right? Like I know the real use is great, but gaming experiences something on this level, is it possible that we'll see it in more in like more retail environments or more arcade environments possibly? I think definitely when when uh, Seraphin's pushing the boundaries of you know you think of the gaming experience we're we're going to deliver photorealistic yeah. images uh, to multiple users at the same time. All right. That was wild. That was wild. Tell me why what is so wild? <laughs> what just happened? Well, I don't really know what just happened, but um, I think I do. Something happened. It became Groot. We became Groot. Yeah, so that 
that experience, so there was two, right? There, we uh, experienced the, the AR side of things, yes. uh, augmented reality, where we put on the HoloLens glasses and walked around the space, and there were these different environments that we could be in, um, and they looked crystal clear. Like it was, yeah. I mean, it was obviously a layer on top of the room, Yeah. but one of them was a, you know, a baseball game, and you're like on the field, and you could see the people's faces while they're like in between pitches, then there's the, the helicopter where you can see every little knob, button, switch in front of you, on top of you. There was the dance party. Yes, yeah. That, that, I mean... The, the, the potential of that AR is amazing, right? Yeah. Like, you can just be in your home, set it up with these little sensors, right, that aren't really that big. I saw them on the top. They're pretty small. And uh, if you can put them around your house and just have, like, a full experience like that, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, then you would never leave. And maybe that's the world we need to be in. That's where it's going. I mean, eventually, the world is going to be uh, nothing but dust and wind and fires. So we will all have to escape into the way the well, world used to be. What if it be. becomes like Water World? Or Water World. <laughs> and then we're really screwed. <laughs> yeah, Did you yeah. like that movie? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I also liked the Water World thing at Universal. That's better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then... On that note, uh, we, didn't, we, we should have watched Waterworld in 3D right now. We actually just checked out this cool little light display. Uh, oh, what's up? You have one oh, point? Well, I was going to say, oh, we sorry, also did the, the VR. Um, oh, yeah. Duh, I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Sorry. The VR experience in there where you, you put on a, they're working with, what was it, Void? The Void, yeah. And then so you put on, instead of putting on the old big, huge pack that they used to have, it's this, it's like, it almost looks like a sound, small sound stage. Yes. And they have all these sensors and you're in this, I don't know, made up world where you, yeah, you basically, you're like this Groot thing that you make the plants grow out of the dirt and then the sun comes up and the heat lamps come on and you feel the heat and then the trees grow and then the wind blows and you feel the wind from the fans yeah. and it, you're really in another place. Did you, you felt very, uh, I felt very like just connected to nature surprisingly. Yeah. Connected to nature as probably as disconnected from nature as you can get. Which is crazy, right? Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, but then I guess at the same point, like, if you wanted to experience that, go outside, but then at the same time, you don't get that, that same visceral experience of, like, seeing your hands that are look like Groot, Groot arms, yeah. you know, and then the fact that you could see the other person, too, was pretty cool. You could see the other person as, like, Groot, basically. And you could talk to him. You yeah. could hear him in the headset. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, it, I mean, obviously, it's a fantasy experience yes. but but yeah i mean it's similar to the other the other we touch is that what it was we are we are we are yeah where you can your experience you know in, in gaming and, and playing games or watching whatever even in other vr games i played you know you don't feel the temperature change you don't know and this is there's two things now i've done in here that where you feel you're, you're seeing temperature you're feeling temperature but now here's the question. And I think did, I have a temperature. How did you feel, feel? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> shocked. Shocked. Uh, slip the shocker over here. I like it. Um, so, yeah, you're saying everything, pretty much what I feel too on that, because it was so crazy. I think it was the craziest when the sun comes up and you feel the heat slowly creep in. Yeah. And then boom, it's like full. And it's hot. It's hot. And you're like there, you know, in the heat in the mountains. Yeah. Growing trees. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did a great job, and and, and the resolution, like, it, there was no loading, there was no, no. flickering, it was all yep. crisp in there. Yeah. yeah, I think the potential for that for future experiences is going to be insane. I mean, I would love to play a, like, a, you could play a game, like a basketball game or something, a football yeah. game, or like... Uh, I'm thinking sports, gotcha. I'm into sports already. Yeah, yeah. I know. Or okay. rock climbing, rock, okay. surfing, Ooh, okay. maybe I could splash some water on you. I know, yeah, spit on you. Just don't get the, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all in all, though, XCOM, that experience that, that they have with the Void is absolutely incredible. So hopefully, they, if they keep traveling and keep doing demonstrations, definitely check them out. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk about what we just did uh, with Leia Incorporated. Yeah. It was a uh, 3D light field uh, display. Now, if I can quickly explain it, if, for the people who have used the 3DS, that used what was basically like a stereoscopic um, 
uh, type of screen where if you look dead center, it was 3D. It was a way to do 3D without having 3D glasses, right? Stereoscopic. Yes. Now that changed through the technology because now you can do it through light displays and using cameras and whatnot. So this particular this particular uh, display uses a camera with head tracking and using also light as well to kind of like allow create like a 3D effect and move your head around and you don't lose the 3D effect. And that's the key. Head tracking is the key to 3D without 3D glasses. The key. The key. And I think it's so well done in that display. I don't know what you thought about it, but I thought the display was just dead on perfect. Head is the key. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it, it reminded me a bit of Tilt 5 when we did that. A little bit. At, little uh, bit. at GDC. The way it looks. But yeah, you're not wearing anything. You're just looking at the screen. And um, I don't know. Like I feel like I would play more games... I don't really play games, but I would play games if I could play them in such a You would play one way. game and you play Goldeneye. Yeah, they have Goldeneye here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he would play Goldeneye in 3D. Like, of all the people games to play, I'm playing Goldeneye in 3D. Of course. <laughs> of course. What if that was a VR experience, Goldeneye? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like it probably will be at some point they'll throw all those old games in there, right? Dude, that'd be awesome. Someone will do that. I they, know there's, like, Super Mario AR. They have that here? No, no, they just talked mm. about it. Mm. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, you got very excited right there. Uh, but yeah, so, so far, the show is going to be coming to a close soon. Yeah. Um, what has been your thoughts so far? I mean, it's the way, it's, I'm in 30-30. 30-30. Deltron 30-30 in uh, the real world. Good, re good reference, good yeah. reference. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Someone probably listening to that album right now. Probably. Uh, but yeah, it's great. I mean, it's all stuff that we've seen it, like I said, we've seen it in the movies. We, you, you, you fantasize about such things and, and it's just so cool that that's, this is where we're going. You know, imagine 10 more years, 20 more years. 20 uh, more years. It'll, 20 be, more year. it'll be USB slots in your neck. Yeah, that's what you want. <laughs> I do want that. I do want the ability to just put a little SD card in my neck and then boom, I know everything. What if someone puts a virus in well, the USB. But why would I take one that has a virus? But you don't know that it has if a virus. If it's from like somebody I would know, obviously, I wouldn't like not trust them. Well, there's stuff going around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's a different thing we need to talk about. We'll, we'll save that off mic. Right. But uh, all right, we're going to do uh, another interview and then uh, that's kind of going to conclude. Conclude? Include? Include the Include conclusion. Conclusion. That's going to be the conclusion to our AWE experience. Uh, another VR experience, XR. Uh, very big shout out to uh, AWE for having us. It's been quite a quite an experience. I've been here for all three days. Uh, Mikey, you've been here for one. That's yeah, okay. I'm exhausted. And I bet you are, yes. I bet you are more than I am, yes. But uh, all right, everybody, we'll be right back after this. All right, Uncle Dad here with Amanda uh, from Holokit. Uh, Amanda, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, pretty great now after trying that. Uh, so let's kind of talk about HoloKit. Yeah. Uh, it really caught my attention when I walked by it because it, it has a really cool look to it. And I was like, what is this AR, affordable AR? Like, that's mm -hmm. incredible. Like, I think that needs to be a thing that should be available for... The AR, VR should be available for everybody. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be just for one group of people, right? Mm -hmm. So please tell us about HoloKit. Yeah, so a little introduction to HoloKit is that it's able to transform your iPhone into an AR headset. And I think that's like the most attractive because it's just so more, so much more convenient than like getting an Oculus or HoloLens that is much more expensive. So what I showed you in the demonstration was just being able to interact with 3D NFTs, so specifically the OG Crystal Collection. Yes. Yeah, so through the headset, you're able to see the crystals, you're able to touch them with your hands, and they basically change based on your movements. Yeah, and I thought that was a, it's just such a fun little experience. Like just a, It's very simple, right, but it's effective yeah. and it works very, very well. Uh, what, what other experiences could you do in the HoloKit? So another one that we're demonstrating at this expo is MOFA. So we're partnering with them and they've released this video game that's kind of like AR dodgeball but with these, these magic spells. So you get a holokit, there's a single player version too where you basically just fire out abilities with in tandem with an Apple Watch. So that's how you get their hand movements. Wow. Yeah. And that's then the genius. Yeah, and then the Holokit, um, it allows you to dodge abilities, like physically, so you move around to dodge abilities, and it allows you to see the avatar where you're trying to, like, target. Wow, so now, is this, is this on market already? 
Right now, it's available for pre-ordering on our website, which is holokit.io, and it should be available for shipping in two months or so. And what's the price point again? It's at $129. See, that to me is just amazing, because it's, it's a very attractive looking product. It doesn't look like a bulky, crazy little headset, right? Because yeah. there's lots of those like VR headsets, you know, mm. whatever, but this AR headset just looks so clean. Yeah. And, and, and I love it. I, I'm very excited to get this on the market. And I hope that our audience goes out there and pre-orders it because yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah, we hope so too. Yeah, really, it's amazing. Is there anything else that we should know about the Hollow Kit? Like, does it require any sort of batteries or anything like that? Uh, there's no batteries. It's just the Hollow Kit. It's compatible with iPhones XS and above. Nice. And it uses just the lighter systems within those iPhones. Uh, even without the lighter system, you're still able to use those specific iPhones for the Hollow Kit. Awesome. And is there an app that you need to get as well? So the app is what we were showing you that showed the Holokit NFT collections. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not available on the App Store right now, but as the pre-orders roll out, it'll definitely be on the App Store. Awesome. Cool. Is there a social media or anything for our audience yeah, to follow you at? definitely. Twitter. You should follow us at Holokit underscore IO. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, Amanda. That was incredible. Yeah. Great experience. I cannot wait for it to come yeah. out. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, all right, everybody. Like all good things, they must come to an end. And AWE has come to an end. Uh, Mike, give us your beautiful thoughts. Yeah, like I was saying, man, I, I, I just feel like the future is now. The future is happening. Now. The future is now, but it's also like there's still a little bit more to go, no? Sure. Yeah. But, but we're getting there. Yeah, it was the things that we've seen in here, like, it's not just about... Um, how cool things can be. Also, like, we just did the Brianna Taylor yeah, experience Bri wow. and how you can use the technology to, 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 to show uh, beyond just, like, news stories and, and articles about injustice, but, like, invoke feelings about what it's like for people who are really affected. Because, yeah. you know, you and I see the stories and, and read, the, read the papers but you're not really affected like the people that are, are close to these people that are murdered, uh, you know, injustice-wise. And so, I don't know. There's many, there's many layers to to the to the world here, and I guess that's one of them. Very, very much so. Um, another thing we didn't mention, though, we didn't mention we tried uh, yaw, the motors, the motion simulator. Oh, we did. Yes. Yeah. Let's get out of the sadness and into that. Yes. Uh, yaw. Well, hold on. Oh. Justice for Breonna Taylor. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but uh, yes, Yaw is a motion simulator. Uh, so basically, it's like a chair you sit in, like a recliner, but it has full 360 motion, and it can go up and down. It rocks a little bit left and right, but it can go full 360. Uh, we play like this weird little space game, right? Like a, like a, like a spaceship game, right? Right. And uh, you use your head as the camera, and you, you look around, you shoot. But what makes it so great is the fact that you use the yaw, the joystick, get it? That's what they call it, yaw. And they move it, uh, it makes the whole chair move. And it's a pretty intense movement. It's not like a subtle thing. It's like like a full on, my chair went full to the right, full to the left. Yeah, I feel like it's the thing that's in the, the, the gun pit that's in the uh, Millennium Falcon, where yeah, you're sitting yeah, and yeah, it's like yeah. a really jerky sensation and it moves you up and down. And, We'll post a, a video of it. Yeah. But it, uh, it made me dizzy. Yeah, me too. Because I, I didn't realize, because the guy told me just to use the left stick. He didn't say to just move with your hand. So right. I'm using the stick. I, mean, I had my hand like that. So I'm just rotating. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But it yeah. was such a cool, cool, cool experience. Uh, but all in all, I definitely think AWE was a success. I think we got some great stories. I think we got yeah. some learn about a lot of great stuff. Um, yeah, man, we got some good things coming up for it down the, down the line. Uh, you can always learn more about Uncle Dad and Uncle Dad Talks and everything we're doing at Uncle Dad Talk, UncleDadTalks.com, and of course Instagram, Uncle Dad Talks, and of course you can follow our main man, our sex appeal, yeah. uh, Mike Hampton at Mike Hampton Art. Yeah. Uh, Mike, that's it. That's it. That's all she wrote. Let's get out of here. Boy, hold on. We got one last thing to talk about, oh. and that is our sponsors, Riverside.fm. They're back. Hey, Riverside. They're back. Um, great product. We talked about them. We use them through our virtual appointments. 
uh, please go check them out. If you click the link in our bio, it'll take you straight to their uh, their page. Sign up. We appreciate it because here's the thing. You can get a plan for 10 bucks a month. It's totally worth it. I mean, Mike, you can vouch for it. It's one of the best recording softwares for podcasters. Or not just podcasters, but even doing meetings and interviews or whatever you want to do, you can do it on Riverside.fm. So again, click the link in our bio on Instagram or go to UncleDadTalks.com and check the sponsor page. And we appreciate that because when you support our sponsors, you support the show. That's right. All right, Mike, any last words? Uh, the final frontier. It's here. And you know what else? Well. I'm not a dad. I'm not an uncle. Just someone you can talk to. See you all next week.